The NFL PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? OddsCrowd challenges you to prove it with their free with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Every week there is a free $350 NFL contest and a free $250 contest. Just head just head to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. And welcome in, everyone. NFL PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Friday afternoon, close to 12.30 on the West Coast. Episode lucky number 12. I didn't plan it that way. I know we have a big game this weekend going on in Foxborough. Not sure if everybody's heard about it yet, but joining me to break down the player prop bets for Sunday NFL Week 4. One of the hardest, hardest working gentlemen on SGPN, the host of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. And I feel like this gentleman just walks around on fire because he's always bringing so much energy. It's Rod Via Gomez. Rod, how are you feeling this Friday afternoon, my man? Man, Rudolph, it's Friday afternoon. I don't know that the energy's there, but God, it's Friday afternoon. I, I feel like the weekend, the kids are going to be on break next week. So like, I don't know. I feel like mellowing out, but no, I won't because your show deserves the best and I'll <laughs> bring the best and I'll be there for it. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be on the show. I love what you got going on. And uh, man, I'm, I'm still relatively new to this world of, of, you know, prop betting and stuff like that, but boy, yeah. I love every bit of it. It's so much fun. It's, I feel like it's a more exciting market than like the regular, like money line spread total bets, because there's just so many different variations where you can dig into for like skill positions and quarterbacks and all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited to have you on today because I feel like the football podcast that both you and I host with you doing the fantasy football and me doing the prop cast. I feel like it's correlated in so many ways that on the, on the, on the fantasy football, you just, you guys discuss week in and week out, which players are primed to have a breakout week or a guy that may be a dud for that week and, and which guys to start and sit on your fantasy teams. I think that really correlates great with, uh, with prop betting. Well, when you think about it, fantasy football performance and prop betting kind of go hand in hand because if, exactly. you're, if you're expecting a guy to have a huge day, then you can already take the over on almost any sort of prop bet that they have, be it receptions, be it yards, um, you know, anytime uh, touchdowns, depending on whether or not you're trying to, to predict, which we all know is difficult, a touchdown. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, again, if they listen to our show, 
Um, and obviously they listen to your show, definitely listen to both because uh, I know that there's value in each, especially in setting your fantasy football lineups. Because if you guys are yeah. predicting a big day, that's the guy you want to start, right? That's the, definitely the guy you want to start. And if you, you say that they're going to face a tough matchup, then you definitely don't want to start them that week. So yeah, yeah. Prop betting and fantasy football. I didn't know it until this, this season, really, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Hundred percent, and and if you're not listening to the fantasy football podcast, let's be honest. We all have at least a minimum of three teams or leagues that we're in. We're in whether it's with standard leagues or whether it's with best ball drafts that we've done. We all have three. So if you want to make your life easier and you need to figure out who to start, who to sit, check out the guys on the fantasy football podcast. Not only that, check out the website. They are putting out so much content every single week. Every single day, these guys are just grinding it out. I'm going to touch base more of that when we wrap up the show. But, um, again, excited to have Rod on. This guy's energy and excitement brings day in and day out. This episode is going to be full of great handicapping and analysis. I think Rod's going to do an absolutely fantastic job of also bringing, I guess, the fantasy perspective, like we just mentioned, when we kind of get to our, our player props here. So let's keep it simple today, guys. The plan for today's episode We'll recap the Thursday night uh, football game and dive into the player prop for the Sunday schedule. Uh, we'll talk about any uh, fantasy advice that we've kind of had transpired from Rod. If he does have any, I'm kind of I know I'm kind of putting him on the spot here. We got some wide receiver news, but I'm sure this guy's brain is always fantasy thinking and <laughs> things like that. So before we get into all that, let's take a quick break here from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download Bet Win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. All right, Rod, coming off the break, I know we had a, I think we could say the Thursday night game was pretty exciting. I mean, it was a dud of a first half, but I think the second half got pretty exciting there. Um, I, I guess we can start with, you know, player prop performance or fantasy performances. Um, I know I had Jong on, on the Thursday night show where we discussed player props for this game. I think one guy that, or two guys that he had, he was backing that really stood out were uh, James Robinson on his over 12 and a half rush attempts. And then Tyler Boyd, who I think had a big yardage game uh, also for the Bengals. Um, I guess we can start with, you know, any guys that kind of stood out outside from those two guys, or if you want to talk about those two guys and how they performed on that Thursday night game. Uh, I am for one, I'm glad that James Robinson had a decent day uh, only because I did write about him in our Thursday night uh, uh, DFS article. And, you there know, you that was one guy that I, I did have pegged as being one of the only good things, I guess, that the Jaguars had going for them. Um, because really, in all honesty, it was difficult up until last night. I mean, 
who would have really thought that Trevor Lawrence would actually uh, come out looking halfway decent. Now I'm not going to crown him the next uh, hall of fame quarterback, but <laughs> by and large, he didn't look embarrassing yeah. uh, on national television. And you know, the Jaguars hung tough uh, yeah. and it, a lot of it had to do with James Robinson because when he got his carries, he got 18. So John hit the over for sure. Easy, 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 way easy. Um, for 78 yards and then more importantly, two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, of course it could have had three if Trevor wouldn't have, uh, vultured one on his own. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, by and large, again, like I said, the, the, the Jaguars did a very good job of hanging tough with a, a really strong Bengals team. Um, I wish I would have seen a little more out of Jamar chase. I feel like we kind of got robbed out of a, a bigger Jamar chase day yeah. because of, uh, CJ Umizumi, uh, <laughs> that guy came out of nowhere. He's going to be a waiver wire darling coming up next week. I guarantee you he's going to be on everybody's waiver wire articles. Yeah. I had J- uh, Jamar chase to score a touchdown in this game because he had at least scored one in the, through the first three weeks. I think that was something he had some opportunities over the top, but um, like you just mentioned uh, with the uh, U- 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 Umuzumi <clears throat> is a nickname that we're kind of giving him, right? Yeah, um, that's it. <clears throat> he's going to be uh, like Rod just mentioned a, a hot ticket on the waiver wire for next week. I think another guy that really stood out for me, Tyler Boyd. I mean, this guy really eats up the yardage for, from uh, Joe Burrow. I think Burrow also had a great game. Uh, that's another prop bet that John hit. And, um, you know, we talk about the chemistry that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow had that translated from the days they had in LSU down onto the football field on the professional level on Sundays. I'm really excited to see this combination going forward, not only this season, but hopefully beyond these guys are able to stay healthy and they keep these two guys together. Yeah. And, and really Tyler Boyd too, uh, like to your point, nine catches, 118 yards. It was a really good day for him, obviously. See, and that's the thing, like in, in most of the, the, I guess, articles that we put out, you're not looking for the obvious picks. Like I know people aren't always looking for the one, cause I don't have to tell you to play Tyler Boyd. I don't have to tell you to play, um, like Joe Mixon in, in yeah. that capacity as well. Right. I mean, those are kind of ones that everybody's going to tell you. So I like to try to send you a little bit farther down the well uh, to find players that, that don't necessarily get covered as much. I know Jamar chase was, was one of those guys, but yeah. like, I didn't have to tell you to play Tyler Boyd and Tyler Boyd did exactly what Tyler Boyd was supposed to do in that game short of scoring a touchdown. So I think if you played Tyler board, Tyler Boyd, yeah. uh, you knew what you were doing anyways. Yeah, and I think the only problem that I, I did hit last night out of the three was um, the longest completion for Joe Burrow to go over 36 and a half yards. And uh, the, this, this Jaguars secondary is is bad. And it was on full display last night, right? With the two touchdowns from their tight end uh, from the Bengals, like you just mentioned, Tyler Boyd, 100 plus receiving yards. But I kind of want to go over to the Jaguars side. Now we saw DJ Chark go down with a pretty significant injury. I did have Chenault under four and a half receptions, which I knew that went up in flames as soon as Chark got injured because obviously he was going to get more targets and looks. I guess from a fantasy perspective, maybe you know we tie in the player prop of that. Is Chenault a guy that's going to be a guy that we should, again, keep? Uh, maybe if we have him on our team, a guy to maybe look at as a wide receiver three or at the flex position going forward, depending on how long DH Chark is going to be out. I saw a lot of people say that they had just dropped him. Like, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> was that close? was right. That was, that was the going thing on Twitter where everybody was like, yes, this is a, a Chanel day. Uh, the day after I put him on waivers already. So, uh, you know what, if, if yes, if Chark misses any significant amount of time, which it seems like he's going to right? Yeah. And this, this is a fractured ankle. It's not looking like he's going to co- come back next week. Yeah. Um, then it's, it's clear. I mean, he was the leading, uh, uh, receiver on the field six for 99 
right? Marvin Jones was supposed to have a good day. He was primed to have a good day. He may have still had a good day uh, if Chark wouldn't have gone down. Only yeah. three catches for 24 yards. So, I mean, look, none of these Jaguars receivers still instill any confidence in me whatsoever. But if you're going to go for a, a guy that's going to get volume, mm-hmm. I think we saw. I think we saw what we're going to get uh, out, of, out of LaVisca Chanel. And I think um, going forward, if he got dropped, uh, you might want to put a claim in for him. Uh, and, and maybe if he's out there right now, if, if whatever reason, nobody had him, yeah. um, you definitely want to go grab him. Cause again, he's, he's a flex player. He's a flex right. player at best on most weeks until chart gets back. So, um, I'm not really jumping. I don't know. I'm not jumping at him. I, I, I think I can hang tight without yeah. him, but if you need him, he's there. Yeah. And I think this is not a guy that would like Rogers mentioned that you want to have starting at your wide receiver position, maybe a good guy to have on your bench just in case maybe a, another receiver on your team that does go down. You have Chenault that can benefit now with DJ Chark out probably for a significant amount of time with the fractured ankle. And that injury did not look good for uh, DJ Chark. But um, any other guys you want to talk about, Rod, that kind of stood out for you or maybe guys that you know maybe we should keep an eye on as far as maybe a fantasy perspective or even a player prop perspective going forward? You know, you want to talk about something intriguing and he only had two catchers for 29 yards, but Dan Arnold seemed like he was a little bit yes. more involved. Maybe it was because the announcers were talking about him a little bit more because it's all they had to talk about. Uh, but Dan Arnold, just intriguing, right? I mean, this is, he's still new to the system. He got, he got a couple of catches. He's, he's there, but he seems like somebody that might be a good security blanket for Trevor Lawrence going forward, because look, the Jaguars schedule is not getting any easier after this. It's right. not, it's not going to be, you know, this isn't the, the turnaround game. They're still and th- own four now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and they've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. And if Chark is out, somebody else needs to step up. And if Marvin Jones, isn't going to be that guy, Dan Arnold might very well be that guy. So when you talk about player props um, for the next week, yeah, take a look at some for Dan Arnold. Maybe he gets over three receptions. Maybe if it's a, it's a decent little line, you know, that, that could be something. Maybe he even gets a touchdown. Yeah. You know, get in close, get a touchdown. So take a look at Dan Arnold. It's interesting. I think they were talking about last night that he might be the first player to make play in back-to-back Thursday night football games just because he got traded from the Panthers over to the to the Jaguars. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, any final thoughts for Thursday night, uh, uh, Rod, that you wanted to hit on? I know that it ended exciting, but can we get better Thursday night football games, please? I don't know who schedules <laughs> these things, but like, it just feels like after the first one of the season, those last three have just been snooze fests. So it seems like it's like a common theme that these Thursday night games are, they can put on any matchup and they know that people are going to watch it because it's only like professional NFL football game that's on. So if it's like a, a Texans and Panthers that we had last week, they know that people are going to watch it. The Giants, the Giants and the Washington game, I think that was pretty fun to watch. Um, and then obviously the opening night when you have Tom Brady on your screen against America's team, quote unquote, the Dallas Cowgirls, um, you know, you're 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 going to get eyeballs on it. But yeah, I, I thought it was an entertaining game, but hopefully we get some better. Ma- I think we have a great matchup next week. I think it's the NFC West. I think it's the Rams and the Seahawks next yeah, week. So that, that that's going to be, be a, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So let's take another quick break and then Rod and I will jump into our player props for the Sunday slate of games. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. 
Browse the activity fee to stay in the know. A loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across America and the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We're also brought to you by Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. Low-cost treatments start at $10 per month and Keeps offers generic versions, discreet packaging, and proven results. Keeps has five-star reviews more than any of its competitors. Prevention is the key. Treatments can take up to four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash SGP to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for sports betting picks held by a team of trend watching, data devouring, sports fanatics giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth analysis on every game all for free. Found your pick? Search the latest sportsbook promotions to sign up for an account. Compare the odds and finally place your bet. Download the free PixWise app now and to make your next bet better. PixWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, coming off of the break. Um, Sunday, a lot of great matchups, a lot of snooze matchups. Um, but again, it's football. We're not going to complain because we wait for about what, five, six months for us to get football back. So we're already at week four. This time is flying by. It's going to get crazy. So you already know the format for our listeners. We'll get into a quarterbacks and then three to four skill position players that we do like to perform this Sunday, or maybe have a bad, uh, bad week depending on their matchup. So Rod, I'll kick it off with you, man. Uh, let's start with our quarterback uh, player props here. Hit me with your first one. All right. So listen, I am going to continue the narrative of the entire week, and we're just going to call this Brady week, right? I mean, that's that's really what this is. There's no other news. There's no other game going on in the entire NFL, but the one <laughs> with Tampa no. Bay going to, going to back to Foxborough. <laughs> uh, but look, I'm going to start there because okay. in a game like this, right, there is definitely going to be money on the line all over the place. Right. And, and not just any, any game, right. I mean, this is Tom Brady with a chance to actually break a record in Foxborough against his old team. The guy only needs what 68 yards in order to get there. Yep. So this is one of those interesting, intriguing bets that I'm going to, I pulled up. It's not your normal yardage. It's not your normal. This is number of completed passes for Tom Brady to reach 67 and a half yards. Right. This wow. is on uh, this is on the DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you okay. go over there right now, you can find that prop. 
So number of completed passes for Tom Brady to reach 67. This is full DGen, by the way. Guys. Oh, yes, it is. If you bet this, you're all in. Uh, <clears throat> the under is set at 5.5. I say he gets it in under because here's okay. the thing. Two weeks ago, right, in Atlanta, they mm. aired the ball out early. It was two big, huge plays to Evans, right? He was already almost there. It was like 50, 45 yards that he got on two completions. Yeah. If you don't think for one second that they are not going to let Tom Brady loose early in this game and just chuck that ball all over the place, the only thing that I think can stop this prop from hitting in the under is if those balls fall incomplete. But yeah. you got to believe that the first thing they're going to do is let Tom Brady just chuck that ball uh, and go deep. So this could hit in like three passes. Oh right? yeah, hundred I mean, percent. Yeah, it's plus one ten right now on the sport on the uh, DK Sportsbook, which is a good you know that's that's a good prop. I, that's a good bet. I think uh, under five and a half to get to sixties to break that record in a sense. Because um, again, I think they're going to throw early and they're going to they're going to let Tom Brady do Tom Brady things in front of the crowd that used to cheer him on. This is, there's no other football game. We're just going to talk about Brady tonight. We're going to talk about Brady visiting Gillette as if, you know, people are not talking about it this week. But I love that product. And when I told you guys that Rod is going to bring so much great, great picks and great (laughs) handicapping, he comes out swinging for the fences, just knocked it out of the park or grand slam with that prop. I love it, man. And just for the reasons that you just mentioned that, Against Atlanta, I think it was that first drive where it almost had like, I want to say you almost had like 50, 60, 70 yards on that first drive against Atlanta or even in the first quarter. So like you mentioned that they're going to let Brady come out and sling this ball. Everything that's going on in the locker rooms right now, whether it's in quarterback meetings or game planning, Tom Brady is at the head of it because he's been with this organization in his entire career. He knows the ins and outs, right? And I think this is going to be a great chess chess match between uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And I think, just think Tom Brady's going to come out on top on this one. I it just, the only thing that makes me nervous from a betting perspective on this game is that everybody and their relatives and their, their teachers and their mechanics are all betting on the, the Buccaneers this week. But I, I just think that the offense that the Bucks have, it's going to be too much to keep up with uh, for the Patriots and Mac Jones. And it's crazy that I saw reports this morning that the good morning American show set was at Gillette stadium recording from there. So it's, it's that much up on a scale, but I think, yeah, Tom Brady, I had a player prop bet when Dan and I were reprieving the divisions and it said, is Tom Brady going to break the all time passing record in week four against the Patriots? And the yes was at plus money. Ooh. It was at plus money, and I, and I pounded that. So 67 yards, like you said, let's knock it out in the first couple passes, get it done in the first quarter. And I, I think this is going to be a fantastic game, but I think it's, it's probably going to be an ass-whooping by, by Tom Brady because you know he wants to give it to the um, to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my first prop bet, um, not as exciting as Roz. Like I said, this guy brings so much energy. It's a little square, but I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes over 300, uh, 306 and a half passing yards. Look, despite the Chiefs being one and two so far this season, I think this is a game where Mahomes gets back into form of being the best quarterback in the league. I know he has three interceptions this season through three games, very un-Mahomes-like, but I think this is a game This is a game where the Chiefs, it's that get-right game we talk about in the, in the betting world, right? Mahomes has two games this season where he's exceeded this number by an average of 37 yards. Last week's a game against the Chargers. He had two crucial interceptions in that game, which kind of cost him the game. 
Um, but this week he's going to give it to the Eagles. And now I know the Eagles lead the league uh, in the least amount of yards per completion to opposing quarterbacks, but they face Matt Ryan in week one. They faced no offense, Rod, Jimmy G in week two. Last week they had Dak Prescott and Dak was just crushing the secondary. I mean, they didn't really even have to throw the ball because the running game was having so much success, but Dak was able to find receivers down the field. Uh, last week, the Eagles allowed 11.33 yards per completion to Dak. And now you have the best quarterback in the league who's hungry for a W because they know they need this W. It's crazy to say they can't afford to lose this game because we already have two teams in that AFC West division that are 3-0. and And we have another team that's 2-1, and right? And Mahomes has 10 career games against NFC East, NFC East teams. He's averaging close to 325 passing yards in those games. Not a big sample size, but I think that that kind of says something that Mahomes um, has some success against these NFC East teams. Like I said, a big game on deck against the uh, sorry the Bills next week, but I don't think that this is a look-ahead spot for the Chiefs. I think it's more of a get-right game, like I mentioned. It's going to start with Mahomes, and I think Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey will have big games also, and I think this Eagles secondary is just not go. So give me the over on uh, Mahomes' passing yards, over 306.5 passing yards. Yeah, and and look, to the point, the Chiefs have not lost three consecutive games since Mahomes has taken over as a starter. This yeah. is not going to be one of those games. And I, I know the Chiefs are are confused and a little disappointed right now, but they know that the only way to get through this is to give and put the ball in the hands of the guy that is the best player on that field. Yeah. Uh, and that, of course, is Patrick Mahomes. And you got to think that, yes, running the ball is a key. It's, it's a necessity in the NFL. But when you got a guy like Mahomes, let him go. Like yes. let him let him do the things that he needs to do with guys like Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, because those those three guys together can win games, right? And so we, if you get all three of them going at once, and again against an Eagles team that is is they're, they're reeling. I mean, they're not yeah. necessarily in a, in a good headspace. They they got embarrassed on national television, and they're not necessarily. In, in, they didn't have a whole lot of time to turn around and, and get things right again. So, you know, you talk about a get right game for, for the chiefs. Well, what better way to do it than a game where they don't have time to get right. You know, their opponents don't have time to get right. Um, they didn't have a whole lot of time to game plan for the most, uh, I guess, offensively scary team in the league. So uh, anything over 300 yards for a Mahomes is almost a no brainer this week because much like Tom Brady's going to go ham in New England, you got to think that Kansas City is going to just say, "All right, Patrick, this is yours." You know, yeah. the season the season almost hangs in the balance. This is not necessarily a Chiefs type season already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not used to to being down and last place in the West. So here, take the keys, go as fast as you want, and, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So yeah, I think that bet definitely is is primed to hit. I think since we're talking about the Chiefs here, I want to get your thoughts on Josh Gordon because we just got news this week that he signed with them. Not sure if he's going to be active for this game or not, but I guess from a from a I guess also a fantasy perspective and a player props perspective, I guess what do we kind of expect from Josh Gordon? I think he's kind of intriguing, but obviously he's not going to be that wide receiver one receiver wide receiver one or two. But I feel like the Chiefs can use a third guy on this receiving core. Uh, to kind of help out Patrick Mahomes because it seems like they've had a hard time finding who that third guy is between Michael Hardman, whether it's been uh, uh, Robinson or, or or Pringle. I think bringing in Josh Gordon, if he's able to stay out of trouble again, 
what is kind of maybe the thought process beyond from a fantasy perspective for, for Josh Gordon? So go back and listen to any podcast by anybody in the last three or four years when Josh Gordon gets reinstated. And this is the exact same conversation as everybody has. It's like, you know, he comes back and we all want big things for him. We all run to the waiver wire. We all put our fab bid in for him. And then there's like two weeks that he's fantasy relevant. And then he just goes back into obscurity, whether it's because of injury, whether it's because of resuspension, whether it's just because he just can't really get back to, to full speed because he doesn't play on a consistent basis. So for me in fantasy, and, and we talked about this uh, on the last episode yesterday, mm-hmm. um, so go check it out. It's on the SGPN app. Yeah. Um, you can, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not running to the waiver wire this year. This year, is the year I don't go after Josh Gordon, okay. which could mean one of two things. One, he goes completely ballistic for the rest of the season, and then I'm, I'm screwed. Or two, I'm right, and hopefully he doesn't do it again. Pro, player prop-wise, I want to I prop on uh, number of weeks Josh Gordon is fantasy relevant, like over-under. <laughs> that, that's what I want. I'll set it at four and a half. That's what I want. Uh, I'll take uh, the under, under on that. I'll take the under on that as well. Yeah, yeah. Four and a half that he's fantasy relevant. <laughs> I think that, you know, yeah, like you said, maybe he has one or two, two one or two good games from a statistical um, from, from statistical point of view. But you also got to remember, Travis Kelsey is the target machine, the reception machine on this team, and Tyreek Hill is that you know long yardage guy. He'll get in his receptions, but I guess his more uh, yards per catch is, is more relevant for for Tyreek Hill and that downfield threat. So it'll be interesting to see how Josh Gordon comes out at least very early on for this Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs offense. Rod, did you have any more uh, quarterback props? Uh, no, I'm good. We we uh, we hit the quarterback prop pretty okay. hard already. I think Tom Brady eclipsed everything as he's prone to do. Okay, I have one more um, one more quarterback prop for myself, and I'm gonna go with uh, Ryan Tannehill. I'm gonna go under 220 and a half passing yards for this week, and I think there's a couple of reasons why I do like this play. Number one, I think the offense is still kind of figuring things out because they're integrating a new offense with the departure of Arthur Smith uh, going to the Falcons, taking the head coaching job there. And I think if Arthur Smith was still the offensive coordinator here, this would be a completely different storyline and a different, a different number for uh, Ryan Tannehill. We also got the news today that Titans are going to be without their two best wide receivers. Uh, AJ Brown is going to be out. Julio Jones is going to be out. And I think only the only one game that Ryan Tannehill has had a great game this season against that atrocious Seattle secondary and their entire defense where he had 347 yards. And the other two games had 197 uh, uh, passing yards against the Colts last week and then against the Cardinals uh, in week one, 212 um, against them. So, again, the, the, the Titans not having their top two wide receivers, I feel like this is going to be more of a Derrick Henry game where they're going to ground, ground and pound and try to – control the clock and kind of get out of there with a victory. And I think that the Jets offense has been really bad, right? We've seen Zach Wilson turn the ball over, but the defense hasn't been too bad. I mean, Robert Sala brings in and, and Rod, you can attest to this Pim coming from San Francisco. Um, the defense is looking pretty good, right? He, they, they are top they're number 10 in pass yards allowed. They're right about number 15 in uh, average yards per completion. Um, and I just kind of need to see more out of Ryan Tannehill. And now without him having his two uh, best wide receivers, I do like this under for him to uh, to not have many passing yards. So I'm going to take the under 220 and a half passing yards. 
Yeah, it's a good call. And in fact, uh, again, if we can harken back to the uh, fantasy football episode, we did talk about Nick Westbrook in kind. It kind, dang it, I, I can never, yeah. I don't watch enough I, Titans games anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so yeah, we talked about NWI and uh, we talked about the fact that you should probably grab him uh, in the in the uh, assumption that uh, Brown and Jones were probably going to end up missing this game. And yep. now that you have confirmed it, hopefully you listen and you picked them up because if there's going to be anybody on that team, basically, that is going to catch most of the passes now, it's going to be him. Uh, he proved that that uh, in relief, he is kind of the go-to guy. But a lot to your point, Munaf, yeah, absolutely. This is a Derrick Henry game. In fact, uh, I was going to pick a couple of, of uh, Henry props on this one, uh, but they, they didn't seem like they were set at the right, uh, the right. So I just decided, you know, they I don't think they were worth the bet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tannehill under. I have a feeling that this is this is the right bet because I did a little research into that as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're on the same page on that one. Yeah, I think it'll get close, but I think those Derrick Henry numbers are probably going to be inflated, so there may be some value just because we have AJ Brown and Julio Jones both out. So I think, like you know, we're seeing all over Twitter now, oh, it's going to be a big week for Derrick Henry, but uh, we'll see what happens. They play against this uh, New York Jets team. Uh, Rod, give me your first skill position uh, player prop that you have for uh, Sunday. All right, so we're going to go back to the the only game of the week because uh, I found some really interesting props on this, and I, and I feel yeah. like these are fun, right? I mean, these, these and this is going to be a fun game already, so why not make it more fun yeah. uh, putting a little money on it? So uh, we've got the Tampa player to catch the record-breaking pass from Brady. That is that is a prop that is out there. Okay. Uh, Mike Evans is set at 450, plus 450. Um that's a good. That's a good one. I think that's a really good one. And I say that because he's had at least nine targets in the last two games, right? Uh, and then in week two, that Atlanta game, obviously he was targeted early and often. Yeah. And I mean, look, it might be Antonio Brown. Mm -hmm. That's probably another another good one to, to look at as well. But you know, if we're looking at sixty-seven yards, right, to break the record, um, it, it would take. We're hoping what under three or four passes. So if one of the first two or three or four targets go to, to Mike Evans, mm -hmm. he's got the opportunity to be that guy to catch that, uh, that pass. I say that also because he's coming off a week where he just got 106 yards. Yeah. So, you know, again, it, it's, it's very easy for us to assume that Mike Evans will be involved as well. If Tom Brady is going to air the ball out all over the place, but I wouldn't hate it if you put any money on Antonio Brown. And, and while, uh, while you talk, I want to, I'm going to look up the actual, one for uh for brown as well look up uh, a gronk for me also while you're in there but well, gronk's at gronk's at plus 300 for okay it's just kind of see yeah go, yeah, ahead. go ahead no no no. Say, antonio brown's at plus 500 okay yeah i was just gonna say that it just kind of seems like full circle that he would throw it to gronk just because they were into the patriots together it, it just comes back full circle that he breaks the all-time record in new england to a former teammate that was with him in new england now still a teammate on him uh, on his team with the Tampa Bay Bucks, but um, you know, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I say that I say that too, but and I and I thought about that too because I thought, well, how how poetic would it be to yeah. to have Rob Gronkowski be that? But then again, and and maybe Tom Brady will. I don't know, but I don't know how many people like actually keep a running track of how many yards they have in their head. So he may lose track. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, yeah. you can't throw to to Rob Gronkowski every every play and hope that it hits. So yeah. at some point you have to go to somebody else. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know that he's going to keep score in his head about how many yards he's actually got mm -hmm. uh, before he does that. So he can definitely get it to Rob Gronkowski on like a two yard play to break the record. Um, I'm just thinking that maybe Mike Evans breaks one loose on the third catch of the game 
and and you know yeah and, and breaks the record so that that's what i'm counting on in that tom doesn't necessarily know where he's at record wise and just lobs one to mike evans and evans breaks the record that's what i'm hoping for i love it man and it, you know it almost seems like it's a theme that they try to do get uh mike evans involved early and often and i think that if he's able to catch a, a bomb down the field to mike evans highly likely that that it will be mike evans uh, for uh, Tom Brady to catch that record-breaking passing yards record in New England. Um, for my first one, I'm going to go with Miles Sanders over 12 and a half rush attempts. Look, last week, the Eagles ran the ball with their running back a whole two times against the Cowboys. And I know that maybe they had to kind of throw from behind because they were trailing for most of that game. But they do face the Chiefs this week on their home field. I think this is a game where you have to take advantage of how bad the Chiefs uh, run defense is. Chiefs ranked number 30 in yards per rush allowed, number 25 in opponent rush attempts per game, and number 31 in rushing yards allowed per game. So if Sirianni is smart, which put a huge question mark by that, you need to establish the run versus the Chiefs, and that could also keep Mahomes off the field. Now, that would be bad for my quarterback prop, but I think still think Mahomes is going to go ham. And if you take a look at the first three weeks, uh, the running back one position for each of the team they faced, they've had at least 13 carries. Um, only exception was last week, Austin Eckler, who only had 11. But, you know, when they kind of look at the stat sheet from Monday Night Football and Sirianni and their their offensive uh, game planning team sees that they only had two rushing attempts, um, I think they're going to want to establish that run uh, more against the Chiefs, who's, who's a really bad def- uh, run defense. And I think the Eagles are going to look um, – and like I said, with 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 Jalen Hurts not being a great passer, I don't think from the pocket, he's throwing behind receivers. His completion percentage ranks number 21st in the league to, through the first three weeks. It's in the same range as Daniel Jones and Jimmy G, but I think you have to establish a run here against the Chiefs. Something similar that the Ravens did where they had success on the ground against the Chiefs if you want to score points and keep up in this game, which I don't think they will. But Miles Sanders... Uh, Ron, you can allude, uh, may talk about this is, is that he's a pretty good pass catching bag. And I think last week he had some success running the ground on the ground in the first two attempts. But I think you really, really have to establish the run against this Chiefs run defense. Yeah. Again, balance is, is key. I mean, unless you are a team like the Chiefs who can just throw all over the place. And, and yeah. look, here's the thing you said that it wouldn't be good for your, your uh, quarterback prop if Miles Sanders gets all those carries. But here's the thing. The Chiefs can score quickly. I mean, it doesn't, yeah. and and they can gain yards in chunks, yeah. and they don't necessarily have to be out on the field for uh, forever in order to score and to, to gain yardage. I mean, this is a very quick strike, and they're based exactly on that theory of being a quick strike offense. So you can have uh, the the Eagles' offense on the field for elongated periods of time and try to get that carry total as well. Uh, of course, now, if they get down too early, then that definitely kind of cuts into that yeah. that opportunity to do right. it. But uh, you're right. I mean, look, what we saw last week out of the Eagles offense, you you cannot, you just can't expect to to put any sort of fight up if you only rush the ball twice. Like, right. if you, I mean, I don't even know what offense has ever done that. Like, I haven't gone back and looked to see the history of that, but like, they didn't run it at all in the first quarter, right? Not a single handoff in the first nope. quarter. It was yep. ridiculous. I've never seen that before. Yeah. And I think that it, 
I, I don't know. I, I have a lot to say about the Eagles. I, I know our, one of our bosses is a big Eagles fan, so we can't say too much. But um, yeah, I think you got to utilize Miles Sanders a lot more. I think he's a you know I think he's a great dynamic player. It's a guy that can get yardage for you both in the rushing and the passing game. So um, they need to find a way to utilize him. And hopefully, it's in the running game this coming Sunday against the uh, Chiefs' horde run defense. Uh, hit me with your uh, next player prop, Rod. All right, we're going to go over to Buffalo. We're going to have Cole Beasley over five and a half receptions. Uh, this one's a plus 105. I, and, and look, I get it. I know that uh, Cole Beasley is is a source of, I don't know, for a lot of people. But here's the thing. On the field, he's been producing. Uh, in two out of the three weeks that he's played so far, he's actually been over this mark. He had eight against Pittsburgh, 11 against the Washington team. Uh, so, I mean, this is not just barely over this mark. He was safely over this mark in two yep. of those three games. Um, and look, his quarterback is averaging 26 completions a game, right? I mean, and not all of them are going to Stefan Diggs because Stefan Diggs only has 19 receptions this year. He's not yeah. even, he's not even the Stefan Diggs that we're used to, mm-hmm. um, where Beasley has 23 on 30 targets. So, you know, Allen is looking for Beasley in this offense. Um, and this is a game where they're going to, to be able to throw the ball at will. 100%. You know, I have a feeling that that this is not something that uh, they're going to have trouble moving the ball against the Texans at all. Nope. Um, they're going to have the ball a lot too mm-hmm. because I don't think this this Houston offense is going to do much. So there'll be plenty of opportunities for Cole Beasley to catch um, six passes. The only thing that that really is a downside in this, and that maybe you may want to you know not go too heavy on it. He's got a tough matchup against Desmond King. Um, not necessarily he's, he's, he's projected as the slot cornerback for the Texans. Right. Um, but his numbers are a little bit skewed. Um, mm-hmm. they said it is allowed only three targets and a completion because he faced, uh, in, in week one, Demetric Felton, who obviously we know is the running back. Right. That was his main cover guy. And then yep. Terrace Marshall, uh, he hasn't faced anybody like Cole Beasley yet this season. And I think Cole Beasley is going to be a little bit more, and they're going to move him around the field too. I don't think that he's going to stay in the slot. Um, so, yeah, I think Cole Beasley's got an easy, easy path to six receptions at the very least. That's what I was going to mention, especially going up against this uh, Texan secondary. So last week, I mean, Sam Darnold was getting whatever he wanted, especially with DJ Moore. Um, but there's always that one guy on every single team that is a a receptions hog, is for a lack of better words, right? I think Keaton Allen is one of those guys, the Chargers that where he gets a lot of receptions. Um Hunter Renfro, I think, is another under the under the radar guy that that gets receptions and set, well, just that guy that you can throw the ball to, kind of as a security blanket that you know you throw the ball to him, he's going to go out and catch that ball. And I think that Cole Beasley is that guy in this Bills offense um, because so much attention will be paid to, again to Stephon Diggs, who isn't living up to that that production that he had last season, which is okay. I mean, for a receiver to do what Stephon Diggs did last year, year in and year out, it's it's kind of hard. So I think now the targets, uh, like you mentioned with Cole Beasley, going up against the second, uh, this secondary of the Texans. I mean, come on, it's the Texans. I'm not even going to try to back them up here. They got their one victory in week one against the Jaguars, but I think they're going to lose the rest of the games this season. So hopefully Cole Beasley, again, at plus money, I, I love that number, especially when the numbers are, are backing it up. Um for my second player uh, skill position prop is that I kind of also want to get your input on this, Rod, is I like Scary Terry this week, Terry McLaurin, to go over 75 and a half receiving yards against this Atlanta defense. And I think this is a good bounce back game for McLaurin for, for two reasons. 
Last week against the Bills, Heineke was getting pressured in a lot of indecisions. And I think this week when you're going up against the Falcons, um, Heineke should get plenty of time to throw the ball because the Falcons rank amongst the bottom in the league of getting pressure to the quarterback. I know AJ Terrell was a full participant in practice and he should be uh, going in this game, but I think that maybe he won't be 100%. I'm pretty sure that he will be guarding uh, Terry McLaurin here, but I think that's something that uh, Scary Terry can take uh, advantage of. I think, you know, McLaurin does lead the Washington football team in targets with 25. The next closest receiver is at 14 for this Washington receiving group. So I think this is a week where McLaurin maybe has a hundred yard uh, receiving game, if not at least 80 to 85, maybe 90 yards. And I think this is a very favorable matchup going up against this Falcons defense uh, in week four, as as Washington visits Atlanta down in uh, down in Georgia. Yeah, and, and really, uh, again, if you look at his matchups, he had 62 yards against the Chargers. That's a tough matchup right there. 62 yards against the Bills, obviously another tough, tough matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he went for 107 and a touchdown against New York. Uh, yeah. I feel like this is going to be, against this Atlanta team, more of the New York-style game that he's he's in rather than a, a tough Charger and a tough Buffalo team. Um, and, you know, it, again, equal lines, right? Four for 62, four for 62 against these tough um these tough defenses, I feel like a hundred yards is definitely well within the range. Uh, and again, like you said, even an 80 yard game uh, is, is within the range of, of Terry McLaurin this week. I, I have a feeling. And if, again, if you, if you pay attention to our podcast, uh, Tyler Haneke was one of the guys that we went over as somebody that uh, I know that Adam, like I said, Adam has him ranked 12th this week. Okay. So, I mean, we're expecting some big things out of, out of uh, the Washington offense, at least uh, out of, out of Tyler Haneke. Um, and maybe it's, maybe it's a game script where he's throwing a lot. I don't know, but again, if, if he's in that, that quarterback two borderline quarterback one area, mm-hmm. um, his leading receiver stands to, to benefit from it. And obviously we know that's uh, Terry McLaurin. And, and I think whatever prop that he's set at right now, you should probably take the over on most of those. hundred percent. Yeah. You, if you, if you really do like this matchup, like Rogers alluded to with, with Adam ranking to, um, Tyler Haneke, at where he's coming into this week against this Atlanta defense. Like we know it's bad. I want to also take a look at receptions for Terry McLaurin also, because he, like I said, he is leading this team in targets. Let's take one final break and we'll finish up our player props. And then we'll, we're going to give our best bets and then wrap up the show. So we'll be right back after we hear from our uh, sponsors. We're brought to you by Price Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Price Picks, my favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast and it's easy, and it all starts with Price Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide if they will go over or under their stat projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win, up to 10 times your money. Price Picks is the only way I play. Make sure to check out the Thursday Night Football stat projections and use promo code SGP to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's Prize Picks promo code SGP. Roster brought to you by Mint Mobile. After fine after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always some type of catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? 
but after spe speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There really isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of some mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone number with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com sportsgp. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? The folks at Odds Crowd are challenging you to prove it this football season with their epic free play fantasy betting contest. Each week of the season, there's a $350 NFL contest and a $250 contest. The boys here at SGPN are all taking part, so you can try to claim bragging rights over us too. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you would with any pick, track act, pick tracking app. The most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. And OddsCrowd isn't just fantasy betting content; it's a social app for so social app for sports bettors. Free to download. You can also live group chat with other bettors. You can track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you access to all of our picks and all of our podcasts, just like this one. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, Rod, let me kick it to you. What do you got for me for your next skill position? All right, we're going to go to the Jets, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And I'm going to go Michael Carter under nine and a half carries. Okay. Sounds kind of crazy, uh, but you got to figure that they are going to not be in this game uh, whatsoever early on. And if you look at Carter's numbers over the last three games, he had four carries against uh, Carolina, 11 against New England, and nine against Denver. I think this is the usage total that we're going to see out of Michael Carter because, of, again, you know, the Jets are not going to be in very many games and they're going to be forced to throw. Right. Um, obviously, Carolina was a close game, uh, right? That, that was the, one of the better games for them. Yeah. Uh, but he only had four carries in that game, right? Uh, they fell behind New, uh, New England 10 to nothing. He got the most carries out of that one. That's, that's a weird. Uh, but then they couldn't even get anything going against Denver, obviously, offensively. Uh, and he got nine carries in that game. So again, this is not a situation where the Jets are going to be anywhere near uh, competitive, in, in my opinion. I don't give them much of a chance to win at all. In fact, if you want to load up on anything against the Jets, 
uh, now would be the perfect time to do it <laughs> as the Titans are just going to steamroll these guys uh, from the get-go. I mean, and, and he's only averaging 3.7 yards a carry. It, again, nothing spells anything. And moreover, the, the last thing that I'll say about it is that the Titans in the last three games, they faced Chase Edmonds, right, and James Conner. Yeah. Uh, two, two running backs that are much better than Michael Carter. 100%. Chase got 12. James got 16. Uh, Chris Carson got 13. Jonathan Taylor got 10 carries. So even the better of the, the running backs out there are not really getting a whole lot of work against the Tennessee defense. Uh, and if you think that Michael Carter is going to be among those names, I think you're sorely mistaken. And I have a feeling that uh, he's not going to get as much work as, as anybody hopes for if you're a Jets fan. So yeah, give me Michael Carter under nine and a half. That's actually plus money too, plus one Oh five. So um, I like that. Aren't they going more running back by committee? Possibly. I think no, no, I know they have Ty Johnson there. Michael Carter's there. I think Tevin Coleman is there also, but me and Dan had talked about this, you know, on our, on our last podcast that if there are teams that are going running back by committee, you want to take a look at taking the unders on those because and on any given week, if you're going by committee, let's say Ty Johnson's having a great game. They're not going to give the ball to Michael Carter when Ty Johnson's having a great game. So you kind of want to look at the under on, you know, rush attempts, rush yards, you know, anything that has anything to do with rushing, uh, again, rushing prop bets, anything like that. You might want to take a look at the under. And I think, again, Rod, you're spot on here with, with the Jets because if they do get down early against this Titans team, Zach Wilson is going to have to start slinging this ball around. And we know that they haven't had very much success throwing the ball here. My gut is telling me that this is going to be a competitive game with the Jets and the Titans. I don't know why, but I just feel like this is going to be a more of a competitive game than we think. Maybe come Sunday, I could look like a complete idiot when the Titans win 30 to nothing, but just a sneaky suspicion that this might be closer than, than most of us might think, but I'll leave you with that. Um, I think this is my last one here, and I am going to go with Alvin Kamara over 33 and a half uh, receiving yards. Um, they play the uh, Giants this week, and 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 I think we saw last week that if Kamara goes, so does the Saints offense. But I'm also fading this Giants defense primarily uh, against the running back position so far through three weeks. The Giants defense is allowing an average of 68 receiving yards to the running back position over the last two weeks, the giants, they gave up 83 yards to JD McKissick in that Thursday night game. And then last week against the Falcons, Cordell Patterson, who is listed as a running back, they gave him 82. They gave up 82 uh, receiving yards to him. They also gave up another 20 yards to Mike Davis. Now you have Alvin Kamara, who is a guy that can line up outside next to the quarterback. You put him in any position. He's going to catch the ball and get some yards for you. Home opener for the Saints should be fired up, uh, should be wanting to get that victory um, and put on a show for their fans after the devastation that they suffered from the hurricane. I think that dome is going to be rocking. I think that starts and ends with Alvin Kamara. So I feel like this number is a little conservative for me, but so I'm going to take Alvin Kamara over 33 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. I mean, you, you want to talk about energy. The dome has already done that once before, right? I mean, yeah. after Katrina the came back and they won the Super Bowl that year. So yeah. um, this is definitely going to be a home crowd that gets behind electric players. And we've seen it. We've seen Camara play for his, his home crowd and just light it up. And I think you're right. This is going to be a very emotional game. 
Um, and I think they need Kamara. They really, they, they need to get him going more than he's going right now. I mean, yeah. that's, that's really the long and the short of it. This should have been already a huge Kamara year, but it's not as, yeah. as we're used to as, as uh, betters and fantasy players. Uh, but this could be that game that with all the emotion behind it, all of a sudden now this is where the, the corner turns for his season and for the saints season. Maybe I mean, maybe a little too dramatic, but uh, at least for betting purposes and for fantasy purposes. Yeah. This could definitely be the, uh, the spot for Camara where he turns things around and, uh, and yeah, I think an over on receiving, I mean, that, that is so low. It's, it I is, mean, right? I know. Yeah. Because, well, because he hasn't done it all season, right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why the line is there. It's, it, he's not proven that he's been able to, to consistently do it. So um, yeah, let's, let's mark this one as the week that he, that he does and cash yeah. in on it. Yeah. And I think the defense, they're also going to miss Blake Martinez, their leader on the defensive side for the New York Giants. Um, and also, I think they're leading tackler. So this guy is going to be surely missed for the Giants. So hopefully Alvin Kamara has a great game for the Saints on Sunday. Uh, what else you got for me, Rod? Uh, all right. Well, I got I got two because you yeah, said a best it. bet. And I feel like this this is a best bet that I, I want to go after because we're going to end with a fun one. We're going to end okay. with a really fun one. Uh, so I've got Ezekiel Elliott over 15 and a half carries at plus 105. Um it's weird that this is plus money because it's not like, uh, look in the last two weeks, Zeke has had 16 and 17 carries. Okay. They've, they knew they messed up in week one by only giving him 11 carries. And they've definitely corrected that now. And they've seen results from it, right? 16 carries, 71 yards against the chargers, 17. It seemed like he just had the ball almost every down that Dak wasn't throwing, um, 17 for 95. I know, I understand that Pollard scares people. I, I get it. I know that the the presence of Pollard is something that makes people go, ooh, well, why would you take the over on 15 and a half? It's because the last two weeks he's had more than 15 and a half carries. And I think that's going to happen again this week because, you know, for me, I'm not scared of the Panthers' uh, run defense at all. And I'm not scared of the Panthers' defense at all, in fact. Uh, and I think that, that Zeke has warranted and deserves to get the ball more. I mean, look, I'm not a giant cowboy. I'm not a giant cowboy fan, yeah. uh, much like this whole entire show, but I do recognize <laughs> that, that if Zeke does not perform, then the team sort of doesn't perform with them. And so, um, as much as I don't enjoy saying feed Zeke, yeah. uh, if I'm getting plus money at 15 and a half, uh, for, for an over on, on carries, I think I'll take it. I like it because it seems like this, we take a look at who the Panthers have played in the first three weeks, and it hasn't been against very, very many stud running backs. Uh, last week, they had, what, the Texans on Thursday night. And let me see who else they played um, from a running back perspective. Let's see here. So they had Jets in week one. We just talked about them. And then they had the Saints but uh, in week two. But that was the week that they were missing a lot of their offensive head coaches due to that COVID outbreak. So... Now you're going up against a two-headed monster of Zeke and Tony Pollard. I guess a follow-up question I do have for you is about Dak. That Because of the success we saw last week that Zeke and um, Tony Pollard had in the running game, do you think that we may want to take a look at Dak under passing yards or under well, let's see. Let's pass see completions and, and pass attempts? Just because we think that they're going to have the running game more involved because how well Zeke has been playing. I see the Dak over under at 
291 and a half. That seems rather high to me. Yeah. I don't know that Dak's going to, yeah, that I would take the under at that. Especially I mean, last week too, right? When they were playing oh, the Eagles, yeah. he only had what 280 or two something. It was below 290 for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It was below 290. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same. It's, it's at negative 115 for both, but I mean, again, yeah. I mean, the under on that one seems definitely like it's it, again with Zeke being, I guess, full speed now. And with the introduction of, of Pollard really heavily yeah. into this in, in offense. Um, yeah. It seems like they've had a lot more success running the ball, uh, even though Cooper them. is good. Yeah, you paid Zeke the money. It's time you got to utilize him, right? And I think this is spot on. I, I think a lot of people are were looking at that Panthers have a great run defense. We'll find out how great this defense is this week when they're playing up against a legitimate offense that both has great weapons in the backfield with Zeke and Tony Pollard. But also on the outside with CeeDee Lane, Amari Cooper, Blake Jarwin, Dalton, uh, Dalton Schultz. This is going to be a big test for the Carolina Panthers. I'm really intrigued to watch this game and see how um, the uh, Panthers defense, and even how Sam Darnold performs without now CMC um, in, in the backfield and him being gone with the, with the injury that he suffered uh, last week. Um, you have one more prop for me. You said I do. This one's yeah, a fun one. And we won't, we won't, we won't blow a whole lot of time on this one because this one okay. we've, we've already talked about all the parameters uh, that will make this possible, but I got Rob Gronkowski anytime score plus 1000. So wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's the DK sports book right now. If you go to Rob Gronkowski, anytime score, uh, it's at plus 1000, believe it or not. Okay. I, I'm right. not sure that I understand how it's as low as it is. Uh, or I mean, how, what it's at, but yeah, that's, that's where it's at. It's a, it's an incredible line to grab right now. Rob Gronkowski. Where is he? I don't see him here. He's, you got to go all the way down to the, to the Tampa Bay game there at the bottom of the, uh, the bottom of the thing, but anytime score for Rob Gronkowski. Oh, I'm sorry. It's plus, uh, I'm sorry. First, so the first, first touchdown score, that's what I, I meant. I'm sorry. I wrote down anytime I meant first score. Jesus. Okay. I like that. Sorry, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> it makes yeah, a Rob lot of Gronkowski sense. First score at plus 1000. That's what I mean. 10 to one. We see uh, yeah, at, at first touchdown score. Why not? This makes, again, we're, we've been talking about the narrative of, Maybe he throws it to maybe it's a double whammy. Why don't I? Ta- I'm going to take I'm going to take a recommendation on this. I'm going to take three to one on uh, Gronk to be the the catcher for that broken breaking. I'm going to sprinkle some on your bed also of Mike Evans. But how poetic will be that if that record breaking pass is to Rob Gronkowski into the end zone, or even Mike Evans? I see eight to one on Mike Evans, and I see ten to one on on Gronk. So. Those are the fun type of breads, the D-Gen props we're here to talk about. So 10 to 1, uh, Rod saying on Rob Gronkowski to be the first um, touchdown recipient at 10 to 1. But also that anytime touchdown, still that plus money. Come on. At plus money for Gronk, I mean, he's been scoring touchdowns within the first three weeks. You're getting plus money on that? Uh, give me that all day long. Anything you ask, uh, anything other you have uh, as far as props, uh, Rod? Now that that tapped me out, I I, I definitely had it all. Ending <laughs> right started started with a one over the fence and ended with one over the fence. But let's get to our best bets. I know Rod already uh, identified his. I'll let him run through it one more time. Uh, Rod, give me your very best bet for this Sunday uh, Sunday slate of games. 
All right. I said that Ezekiel Elliott over yeah. 15 and a half was definitely my best bet of that one. I think, uh, again, he's going to feed often. And I think that the Cowboys offense knows that they need to continue to give him the ball. And look, even if it is a tough run defense, it doesn't mean they can't hand the ball off to Zeke, right? A yeah. carry is a carry, whether it's a yard or 10. And all he needs is, is uh, 16 of them to, to cash that prop. And I think that's well within his range. I love it, man. And it just makes a lot of sense for the reason and handicap analysis that you just gave. Uh, for mine, a uh, couple options here, man, but I'm going to go square. I think this is the week of Patrick Mahomes. Let's get right. We have a huge game next week against the Buffalo Bills. You're going up against a terrible secondary. I'm not sure how much they still do trust CEH after the fumble he had two weeks ago. I think Mahomes will put his, his name back on the map, get the win for the Chiefs heading into next week against the Bills. I'll take Patrick Mahomes over 306 and a half passing yards. Not going to get into the details of it. Me and Rod highlighted it when we talked about it for all the right reasons. Uh, so that's going to be my best bet. So that brings us to the end of this show. Rod, thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, let the people know everything that you're working on, where they can find you on Twitter, on our website. Uh, the floor is yours, my man. All right. Yeah. Well, you can find me on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez and find all the work that I got going on on the Sports Gambling Podcast website. Listen to the SGP and Fantasy Football Show on the SGPN app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And of course, on the website as well. Uh, man, I got Thursday Night DFS going on. I've got uh, what Survivor Pool picks going on. Um, whatever they want me to write for the site, I normally write it. I know that there's a lot of people that are like, oh, but you got a little bit of can ball going on. Yeah, I just love sports and I'll <laughs> write about whatever you you ask me to write about. So uh, yeah, find it all on the Sports Gambling Podcast website and on the SGPN app. And of course, uh, yeah, everywhere else that that we have our fine, our fine stuff. Moonoff, I appreciate being on the show, man. This was a blast. This was a lot of fun. And again, as Rod has said, we know you have two to three to four to five fantasy football teams. We have a superstar team on our website at SGPN that are grinding out content after contact day in and day out weekly for fantasy football purposes. Check it out on the website. But more importantly, we have a fantasy football podcast. Check it out with Rod. He has so many different guys that are jumping on the podcast that are dropping so much knowledge week in and week out. And like Drod said, make sure to listen to his podcast first before you come over to the NFL propcast, because that's going to give you a, a great piece of where to start with probably your prop betting, because they're going to talk about guys who's going to have a breakout week, who to start, who to sit, waiver wire pickups, everything that Rod just mentioned, and then come and listen to the NFL propcast and see what myself and Dan whoever I have on is going to be talking about that particular week. So like we mentioned at the top, we're correlated. It's going to be a, a great partnership. I'm glad that Rod and I and all the fantasy football guys are all on the same team because we can instantly reach out to each other and talk about these player props and fantasy perspective. 100, 200% Rod is going to be back on this show on the NFL podcast because like I said, the guy has so much energy uh, he brings a fire. He came out swinging. He ended with a swing. And I love the energy that Rod brings. So definitely check him out. Follow him on Twitter. 
follow all the SGPN fantasy football stuff, and you guys will not be sorry. Rod, anything else, my man? No, I'm good, man. I like I said, I appreciate it. And uh man, I I I don't know that I uh warrant all of the praise, but I'll I'll take oh, you it. do. <laughs> you do, sir. You do. Thank you so much again, Rod, for joining me. Uh, good luck this weekend on your bets, your prop bets, your fantasy football matchups, and your teams. Let's break the banks and the books this weekend. Until then, let it ride.